10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. Hey, 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 and welcome to Tipperary for another hour of the week. Hey, guys, I can see some of the names on Podbean. I can't see all of the names. That will be important when we come around to do some readings, um, because if you don't have a name or you don't have a photograph, it doesn't give me anything to connect with. So just so you're aware of that, and while I'm talking, you can play around with your settings and see um, it is possible to change the name. I just wish I could tell you exactly how to do that. But anyway, it is the 27th of October. So in a few days, we have Halloween. And I wanted to talk about Halloween a little bit tonight. Can you just let me know if you can hear me okay? Um, if everything is working fine. Can someone just comment and let me know, can you hear me okay? Otherwise, I will just be here talking to myself. And um, all well. Thank you, Katrina. I appreciate that. So I know that a lot of you, hey Mary, I know that a lot of you here are Irish and we get some people popping in then that are from different countries. So I just wanted to take the opportunity and talk a little bit about Halloween for a few minutes at the beginning of tonight's um, podcast, because as we know, Halloween is actually an Irish festival. Okay, so um, in Ireland, we call it um, Hound. Okay, or Samhain, as some people um, uh, in modern Irish would call it. So as we know, Samhain is November in Ireland. Okay, so Anna Fiara Marta Braun Balta Mehev Ulunus Manfor Therefore Samhain Agsmina Nulog. So Samhain would be the whole month of November. So Halloween is actually the eve of Samhain, or Iha Hauna as we call it in Ireland, or would have called it when we all spoke Irish. But it is Ihahauna, um, which is the Eve of Samhain, okay? And where that festival came from, it's actually one of the four major pagan festivals that we still celebrate in Ireland today, much to the shame of the Catholic Church, um, who many years ago did Christianize us. But we in Ireland, um, as a lot of you already know, celebrate four pagan festivals still every single year. So we have Imbolc, which is on February the 1st, and that celebrates the first day of spring. OK, so all of the pagan festivals that we still celebrate are deeply rooted in farming, because obviously Ireland would be a farming background. Hey, Colin, welcome to the show again. So Ireland, we would have a very um, farming background and still do have um, deep farming traditions in our culture. So um, the first one is the first day of spring. Then we have Bialtana and Bialtana is for um Bealtaine means may okay and the festival of Bealtaine would be the first of may which would be the first day of the summer and then we have lunasa on august the first traditionally it was august the first sometimes it's celebrated on the first sunday of august and that's the harvest festival in ireland and then we have the Samhain, which is what we're celebrating this weekend or ihahauna which of course as we know is the beginning of the winter so the first um of 
November is the first day of the Celtic winter. And we know that we have lots of traditions, um, especially with regards to Newgrange, where you can go and see the sunrise at the um, the Old Passage. Okay, so it's the first day of winter and there would have been lots of changes in Old Ireland. Okay, because in the old days, way back or fado fado, as we'd say, um, Irish people used to, you know, retreat to the mountains for the summer months. Um, and again, it was to do with farming. They would take the cattle up to eat the grass up on the hills and they would make all the butter up there over the summer months. And they would use the land by their farms at home to grow the um, plants and crops and stuff. OK, and then they would come back down. So this um, tradition was called um, actually buoy, bullying, which is where one of those words comes from. Um, and they would come back down then at the end of the summer, they bring their cattle down back to the village and the kids would traditionally go up with, um, the kids would traditionally go up to the mountains with one of the adults and maybe the woman would stay at home or something and grow the, the crops um, at home. And then they would all come back down for Samhain, okay, for November. So everybody would have to be home and back in the village before the beginning of the darker nights, which we still mark. And this year, obviously, the 31st is um, the weekend and we are changing the clocks back here in Europe this weekend. Um, so it's the beginning of the winter darkness. And this was the origins of the festival. And as the, um, as the farmers would come back down from the mountains at this time of the year, people in the villages or at home on the farms, they would light bonfires to welcome people back down from the mountains. They wouldn't have seen them all summer. Okay, so they'd come back down with the cattle and they would come home and fire... Um, Bonfires would be lit. Okay, and this was the beginning of the bonfire tradition on Halloween. Okay, so it was welcoming home, but also the bonfire became more symbolic of the festival because it was to frighten away the evil spirits that were, you know, um, the evil spirits that were supposed to roam the earth. Okay, so as I say, it was the, the, the beginning of the season of darkness, okay, the beginning of winter. And it was perceived by the pagans way back in the day that there was a heightened supernatural activity um, around, you know, that the, the dead would return to the earth and, um, you know, that they would. Sorry. Recording in progress. Okay, I forgot to record the show. But anyway, we've missed the beginning for the recording. It'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, so the the old traditions would be that the dead would walk the earth, that the veil between the living world and the dead world would be at its weakest. And therefore, anything supernatural, ghosts, ghouls, fairies, your dead relatives, everything, they would all be able to come back and wander the earth on this night, okay? So that was um, the story behind the traditions, that the supernatural was at its most active and most powerful. But being Irish, and we're still like this today, we kind of laugh in the face of, face of fear, or even the, the, the face of change, or the face of things that we don't understand. So we always like, don't we, and, and I know there's a lot of Irish people on here, we kind of like to make fun of things and we like to, you know, turn it into something fun. And this is where the tradition came from, okay? So, I mean, we still do it at wakes today. You know, when there's a wake, um, we have a bit of crack, not 
crack up your nose, but crack as in fun, as we call it in Ireland, crack is fun. And we have a few drinks and we toast the person that's dead. So that's one tradition that we still do in today's life. Okay. But back then, even though it was perceived that the supernatural were wandering the earth, it was embraced by everybody. Okay. So, um, so everybody used to, one of the main things about it was, and this was why the children had to be home from the mountains in the summer, was because there was a belief that the supernatural people, that the ghosts and the ghouls would abduct the young children and carry them away to the spirit world, never to be seen again. So what the adults did was they disguised the young children, okay? They dressed them up as ghastly and as horrible as they could think of. They um, put soot in their hair and painted their faces with soot. They called them by different names. The children would, um, they changed their voices and they'd pretend that their parents weren't their parents. So this is where the whole tradition of dressing up for ha- ha- dressing up for Halloween came from. So it was to disguise the children so that they wouldn't be abducted by the spirits that were roaming the earth. Okay. So um, the disguises, you know, they got grotesque and, and the children would kind of wander around the streets. They'd play tricks on people. So they, they would like throw cabbages at people's doors. They would take gates off of the hinges. They would block people's chimneys. You know, they would do all these kind of... Um, trick stuff which is where the trick or treat comes from right okay so um yeah so the cabbages the chimneys blocked all that and then to stop the children doing playing these tricks they were offered treats okay and of course this was just after the harvest it was heading into the winter time and there was lots of food which irish people generally didn't have okay the irish were very poor back then they didn't have a lot of food and they definitely didn't have sugar okay but they used to um treat the children when they had this was the time of the year where they had the most food so to avoid the tricks being played on them they used to treat children with things like um of course they had the butter coming down after after the summer they had pancakes and cream they'd have blackberry pies they'd have sweet apples and hazelnuts and all the things that they could get their hands on for free at that time of year okay and they would give all of these to the children to stop them playing the tricks um on halloween night and therefore we have so there we have the dressing up we have the bonfires and we have the trick-or-treat and this is where all of these traditions came from okay so um Halloween was also a night for forecasting the future. A lot of people would have had their tea leaves read on Halloween night. Okay. And we see this from the earliest origins for the Barnbrack. Okay. Which I think an awful lot of people still eat. I'm not a cake person. I'm more a chocolate person myself, but we still eat a lot of Barnbrack on Halloween. Okay. So, um, Mostly these days, we just get a ring in Barrenbrack. But back in those days, they used to have little traditions. So you'd have the ring and the person that got the ring in the Barrenbrack obviously was going to be the next to be married. Okay, then you'd have a a coin or a dried bean um, put into the Barrenbrack because it probably a lot of them didn't have coins to put in it. Um, And if you got the coin or the bean, that would signify that you would have wealth over the coming year. Then you'd have either a piece of rag or a dried pea. And that would signify poverty for the coming year. And then there would also be a small bit of stick uh, baked into the brack as well. And if you got the piece of stick in your slice of brack, 
that would signify bad luck for the coming year. Okay, so there was a lot um, in the brack, and of course, they only had the ingredients to bake the brack at harvest time. The rest of the year, they starved. God love them. Okay, so um, and I know one thing that we used to do as teenagers, even still. So I've been told it's a big thing there in Spain too. It lasts three days and is called El Día de los muertos i do apologize for my spanish accent it's not very good um do you know what that means el dia de los muertos um i don't speak spanish unfortunately but if you know what it means gives a translation um there just somebody tuning in but i don't have a name unfortunately okay so and i know one thing that um as i say we used to do as teenagers uh when we were growing up there was the tradition said that you could see your future husband or wife at midnight on Halloween. Okay. So now in the old days, what they used to do was they used to put um, either a piece of apple, a cabbage leaf or a bit of yarrow. Um, oh, Liz. So El Dia de los Muertos is the day of the dead or all souls. Yes. Yeah, so all souls in Ireland would be the first of November. Okay, um, so what was I, I saying? Oh, yeah, so um, they would put a, be, a piece of either apple, cabbage leaf, or yarrow under their pillow. So, yarrow is the you know, the little um, yellow uh plant that we see growing. Some people call it the devil's nettle or staunch weed. Okay, there's a, several different names that um, we call it here in Ireland, but by putting a piece of that under your pillow, you were supposed to dream um, of the person that you were going to marry. Okay, the tradition that we had when I was growing up was that if you stood in front of a mirror with just candlelight, that the face of the person that you were going to marry would appear in the mirror beside your face. Okay, and I remember as a young teenager trying that a couple of times, and unfortunately, I didn't actually see anybody. <laughs> but um, I had always said at that point that I was never going to get married anyway. Okay, and um, they also used to leave out back in the day a lot of food for their loved ones. Okay, so um, obviously we know that they had this perception that the dead or the supernatural used to roam the earth. But the biggest thing was that they would want to welcome home their own dead relatives. Okay, so of course, all they had was their little open fire back in the day and they used to stoke up the fire at night time and the most prized and I think in a lot of Irish houses still. Okay, um, the chair nearest to the fire is the most prized um, location in the whole of an Irish house. Okay, so that used to be left empty on Halloween because they um, they used to leave it empty for their loved ones coming back to visit. And they also used to leave out extra food and put extra turf on the fire as a welcome home for uh, their loved ones. Okay, so there's a lot of traditions that we can see that are still done with regards to, as I say, the bonfires, the dressing up, the trick or treat and all that kind of stuff. Now, one thing that was changed and it was very Americanized, as we say here in Ireland, um, as the immigrants left Ireland. So a lot of people obviously emigrated over the years because there was vast poverty in Ireland and they took all of these traditions abroad with them to places like America and to Australia and wherever else they traveled to Canada places like that okay so they brought all these traditions to the different countries with them but one thing that didn't really transfer over was the jack-o'-lantern okay um in ireland 
it was always um, a turnip that was carved out for Halloween because we didn't have pumpkins, okay? And even I can remember when I was little um, carving out a turnip and gosh, it was as hard as a rock. You dig it out of the ground and you'd carve it for Halloween and they used to be really, really hard. But we didn't really have pumpkins here. It was when it was taken over to America that the pumpkin started to be used. So that's the Americanized version of the jack-o'-lantern. And where that um, tradition came from, I don't know, has anybody ever heard the story of Stingy Jack? Hello from the USA. I've just been talking about Americanized Halloween. (laughs) Um, Have you heard it? Okay, so very quickly, there was a guy called Jack. Somebody saying, oh, Liz is saying she remembers the turn up. So hard to cut. It really was hard to cut. And of course, we didn't have mic- microwaves back then. Now, if you put it into the microwave for a couple of minutes, it softens it. But um, so the tradition came from Stingy Jack, okay, who was notoriously mean, hence Stingy Jack. And um, one Halloween, he actually tricked the devil. So when the devil was roaming the earth, Jack was supposed to have invited the devil for a drink. Okay. So when um, they were getting their drink, Jack persuaded the devil to turn into a coin so that he could pay for the drink. And when the devil turned into a coin, um, Jack put the devil into his pocket with a cross. Okay, and while he was in the presence of a cross, the devil couldn't shapeshift. So he couldn't change back to being um, the devil while he was beside the cross. So Jack made him promise that he would not bother him for a year and said that if he promised him he wouldn't bother him for a year, then he would let him go. And this happened. So the devil went away for a year, but he came back to take his revenge. But Jack again tricked the devil and he persuaded the devil to climb a tree um, to get some fruit for them. So when the devil climbed up the tree, Jack carved a cross in the bark of the tree and therefore the devil couldn't climb back down again. And he didn't let him go until the devil promised that he would leave him alone for 10 years. Okay, so he was to get 10 years of peace from the devil uh, on Halloween. So in this 10 years, um, Stingy Jack died. But because of the havoc he had caused, he was refused entry to heaven and he was also refused entry to hell by the devil who was sulking. So Jack O'Lantern was destined to roam the earth for eternity with just a turnip um, carved out with a burning coal inside, okay? So um, this is where the jack-o'-lantern came from. It was uh, Stingy Jack roaming the earth because he was banished from the afterlife. And of course, we still do that today. I mean, um, some people here still carve turnips, but the majority of it would be pumpkins and they leave them outside the door. Okay, so mostly now we use them to ward away both Jack and the um, the ghosts. Now, if you Google the carved turnips, they were actually very, very scary looking. It wasn't like the friendly faces that we have with the pumpkins these days. They were really scary. And there's a couple, there's, um, I, I saw a picture of one the other day and it's in a museum somewhere. It was carved in 1903 and God, you wouldn't want to see this now in, in the dark night. It is quite a scary sight. So it wasn't the friendly faces that we see on pumpkins with candles now. They're quite um, scary faces and you would put a, back in the day, they used to put a burning coal inside that would light them up and make them even more scary. And this was used to, both keep away Jack and keep away the spirits.
Okay. Um, and as I say, as the Irish emigrated to the United States, um, the turnip became a pumpkin, which is still what is used now. Okay. So that's really the story of where Halloween came from. Okay. And I wanted to go through that very, very quickly because I, I didn't want to bore anybody who really doesn't care. But being as Halloween is this weekend, I think it um it's really interesting to see the traditions that people did back in the day. Okay. And what I wanted to talk about particularly was this idea that um that spirits do roam the earth and that the veil between the living world and the afterlife or the dead world, that it is thinner at these times. And I'm just wondering, do people still believe this? You know, do you believe that it's easier to connect with somebody or that you'll be haunted on Halloween or any of that? Hey, Amanda, you never heard that version of the story. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I will post this afterwards so you'll be able to listen to it back. It'd be nice to listen to it back with, with the children. I tell, I talk, well, my kids are getting bigger now, but I still always talked to them about the traditional Ireland um, as they were growing up, okay? So, um, so Steph is saying that she um, would think, would you think, Steph, that Halloween, that they really do roam the earth? Okay, um, somebody's asking when their husband come to see them. I believe sports on earth. Don't know about the Halloween part. Uh, I don't know what you mean by sports. I think that's uh, some kind of a typo. But really and truly, the answer is no, guys. Okay, um, spirits are no closer to us on Halloween than they are on any other day of the year. The difference on Halloween is that we are more open to it. So if I say to you, yes, it's going to be so much easier to connect with your husband, your wife, your dad or whatever on Halloween, then your energy would open up and you'd be looking for them. You'd be alert to signs and you'd be waiting for them to come. You'd have the seat empty by the fire. You'd have the extra food out, all of this kind of stuff. OK, but in truth, it's your energy that's open. Spirit energy is always open. But it's your energy that opens up more because you're told that this is the day that you can connect with them. OK, um, so connecting with spirit isn't on particular days of the year. It's any time of the year. But your energy needs to be more open. So if I said to you that you were going to find five euro, for example, or for those of you in the States, uh, five dollars. Um, if I said to you, you were going to find five euro on Tuesday for example, right? You would have your eyes peeled. You'd be looking at the ground. You'd be looking under the cushions and you'd probably find five euro somewhere. Okay. But you could have found that five euro on Monday, but I told you you were going to find it on Tuesday. Okay. So it's when your awareness is heightened. Has anybody ever seen a film called, um, I think it's called, this is my father. Uh, it's Aidan Quinn stars in it. I'm pretty sure that it's called This Is My Father. And this, the the general story of it is it's a guy who was born in the United States. And um, that guy from The Godfather was in it. I can't think of his name. I'm so bad with names. James Caan is um, the, the main lead in that movie. And he was born in the United States to a mother who had left Ireland. And um, he never knew his father. And when he's grown up and his mother, his mother is ill and dying, he goes back to Ireland to try and find his father and um, he learns about all the history of what went on. 
But there's one point in it where there's a gypsy lady, okay? And the mother used to be very friendly with this um, woman when they were both young. And she had what she called a cut and come again curse. Does anybody remember that? Somebody saying you have seen it. Yeah, it's a really good movie, actually. Great film. Yes, Liz. And that gypsy always spoke about the cut and come again curse. So as um, a member of the traveling community, that lady used to talk to people about putting uh, curses on them. The bane of my life, people ringing me telling me they've been cursed. But if someone said to you, you're cursed, that's when you start. And this is what the lady said in the film. She said, if I tell somebody that they're going to trip um, every day, then all of a sudden they become very conscious of where they're putting where they're putting their feet and they end up tripping up. Or if I tell them that they're going to bump into something, they're really conscious of where everything is and they become um, what's the word I'm looking for? And they become, oh, I can't think of the word, um, where you're always bumping into things and, you know, you're always doing things wrong. Um, I think I've early onset dementia, not making fun of it or anything, but I just can't think of the word. And uh, clumsy, Carrie, thank you. At least somebody's on the same wavelength as me tonight. Okay, yes, very clumsy. That was the word I couldn't think of. Um, just because she said to them that this is going to happen. And therefore, it does happen, okay? So it's the same with Halloween guys if i said to you that the only day of the year that you're going to be able to connect with spirit is on halloween then you're going to spend the whole day looking for signs from spirit okay and um if you're looking for signs all day you're going to see them but hey what if you looked for signs on the 19th of june or the 24th of february or the 16th of April, you know, if you were as alert to signs on those dates as you are on Halloween, you would also see them too, okay? So it's not necessarily that they're closer to us, it's just that we're more aware of the signs that they're sending us, okay? Does that make sense? Teresa's saying it makes good sense. Okay. Of course it does. I always talk sense. Don't you know it? Okay. Amanda's saying it makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. Clumsy. Johnny, that's exactly the word. And Kat, that's exactly the word I was trying to think of. I just, I, I get it into my head and then I, I just can't think of the word that I'm trying to talk about. So, um, so really I don't believe in curses. Okay. Now I have had a video on my YouTube channel for the longest time, but people still ask this question. Do I believe in evil spirits and do I ever connect with evil spirits? What do you think? Do you believe um, someone on TikTok is saying that a medium once told her that she would see a spirit of a child in a mirror and she was scared to look? I'd be scared to look if someone told me that even today, you know, because you don't like to see those things. I still get scared when a spirit appears in front of me because I'm not expecting them. OK, um, so, yeah. Do you believe in evil spirits? Johnny's saying that maybe not evil, but angry. Yes. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. OK, this um, I'm looking at the camera. I'm thinking this angle really doesn't do me any favors. But anyway, do I see them um, spirits? Yes. So I'm clairvoyant and clairsentient. OK, so if you listen to um, episode one where I talked about myself a lot, which I don't I try not to do too much. Um, yeah, I'm clairvoyant and clairsentient. So I see and I feel the energy of spirit. OK, not evil, maybe troubled. I'm so funny, am I? Funny, peculiar or funny haha, as my mother would always say. 
Um, I had a dream last night where I saw my future kids. What does that mean? <laughs> I have the very answer for you in a minute. Okay. Uh, very troubled more so. Okay. So yes. Okay. So Liz is saying as in life, you get some evil people. So maybe yes. Um, okay. And I'll come back to your question, Kelly. Okay. So the simple answer is that there's no such thing as an evil spirit. Okay. There isn't. Okay, this is the way that I describe it. And as I say, I have it on my YouTube channel as well. So if God forbid, and I'm touching wood when I'm talking, if God forbid I was to be involved in an accident tomorrow and I lost a leg, okay? So I would spend the rest of my life either with an artificial leg or maybe crutches or whatever, okay? Thank God I'd still be alive, but I would be without a leg. So if I were to die, which I will someday, would you then imagine that I would be hopping around the spirit world on one leg for the rest of eternity? Is that something that you would think that that it's true? Nope, Gemma, exactly. No, no, because that is a physical uh, disability. Okay. And of course, we know that when we die, we leave the physical body behind. It's buried or it's cremated. Okay. We leave it behind. So the body is like a costume. If you see your body like a costume that's taken off at the end of a play. So if, if you view life like an act of a play, so it's part of your life, when we're finished it, we come out of this body and our soul, the essence of who we are, I beg your pardon, my phone is ringing. The essence of who we are, um, is what returns to the spirit world. Okay. So, um, does anybody else get like 10 calls a day about your car's warranty? I, I mean, the amount of look, they're here again, and it's that American number again. And it's telling me that they want to talk to me about my car's warranty. The amount of, that's why I don't call anybody back anymore unless they leave if I'm calling. <laughs> No, it's somebody about a car's warranty. I drive a German car, so um, they're definitely not coming from the United States. Um, so sorry about that. And I can't even remember what I was talking about, guys. Remind me. That's kind of um, thrown, thrown me. Oh, yeah, about the evil spirits, wasn't it? So the essence of who we are, I don't even own a car and I get them. It's so annoying, you know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just hang up the phone. It's just a recorded message. But I get, you know, 10, 15 a day. Um, so we've talked about the possibility of a physical um, disability, okay, losing a leg or whatever. Um, but what about somebody who has a mental disability, okay? So if you take somebody like Adolf Hitler or if you, um, Ted Bundy, they're my favorites. They're the ones that I know the most about. You know, anybody that was inherently evil when they were here on earth. But it was all in the mind, okay? So um, their disability wasn't a physical physical disability. It was to do with the wiring of their brain and it made them a little mad, okay? So when they return to the spirit world, when they die, okay, they don't take that disability with them in the same way that I didn't take the, I wouldn't take the disability of having lost a limb. Okay, their disability about the, I don't know what you call it, the um, the wiring in their brain is the best way that I can describe it. They don't take their brain. Okay, everybody that has some kind of disability, and we all have something, let's face it. Um, everybody has something. And um, it's part of our physical body. 
Okay, and we're confined by this physical body. Okay, I'm five foot four, but when you see me in the spirit world, I'm going to be five foot ten and really slim with straight blonde hair. <laughs> I'm going to be so different you won't recognize me. But in truth, I'm. We're trapped within this body that we've been given here on Earth. So whatever disability, be it mental or physical, that we have, that's what we have to live with. But when we return to the spirit world, it's only our soul that returns. So when someone like Ted Bundy returned to the spirit world, I have absolutely no doubt but that that was the moment of epiphany for him. That's when he realized, oh, my Lord, did I really do that? And if you can imagine someone like Hitler who killed millions of people, you know, they would have to atone uh, for what they've done in life when they get there. But their spirit is no longer evil. It wasn't their spirit. It was the confines of this earthly body. Okay, so they do return. They are pure when they were at their point of return to the spirit world and they have to atone for what they've done in the, the earth life. So therefore, guys, why would we think um, if you see Heidi Klum's younger twin in the spirit world, I know that it's me. Sorry, I've already got that job. Forget it. I'm going before. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, so there is no evil spirits. The evil is in the physical body. It doesn't return. We are all pure beings. Okay, we're all pure. And when we return to the spirit world, we return to that existence of being pure, of being, um, you know, good people. But we're always told since we were children, we're told about evil uh, spirits. So I remember when I was little, I'm from a family of readers. We all love reading. And there was always like tons and tons and tons of books around the house. And um, my dad, and I was very young because um, a lot of people know I've talked about it in the past. I don't have a relationship with my dad. My parents split when I was quite young. But I always have a memory of a book. It was a horror book. We didn't have uh, Kindles back in those days. So it was a horror book that my father was reading. And on the front of it <laughs> was a picture of a little girl. And her, she only had one eye and she was bleeding from her eye socket. And in the bottom of the picture, uh, there was a picture of a mouse. And I remember asking my father, what was that about? Because I always had a book under the blankets with a little light. And I used to be reading after I was supposed to be asleep in bed. So my father said very flippantly at that time that the mouse had run away with the girl's eye because the girl was reading books under the blanket when she should have been asleep. So it's the kind of runaway thing that you'd see or flippant thing that you would say to a child when you're trying to get them to behave, okay? Because um, they used to be killed. I always had books tucked under the blankets ready to read after I was put to bed. And um, this stayed with me for years. For years. I'd say I was almost an adult. I must have been 16 or 17 before I realized that your eyeballs didn't actually pop out from reading the book under the covers. Okay. And that uh, there wasn't a mouse waiting to run away with it. But because I was told that, I believed it. Okay. And that's how all of these things happen. Okay, so on Halloween, we're told, you know, um, get to bed before it gets too late, before the witches come out at midnight and all of this. I can remember as a child as well, being convinced some bird must have flown past my curtain. Of course, I grew up in town, so we had street lights. So there was a lot of shadows that used to pass by the window at nighttime. And I was totally convinced I saw a witch 
on a broomstick flying past my window on Halloween night. So Carrie's saying, I was the same and blaming the bad light with batteries going for my terrible eyesight. I know. And I still have these glasses and still I'm I'm too vain to wear them. Um, but the glasses are mostly for being on the computer all day. But I'm actually really tired now and they're starting to annoy me. But um, yeah, so when we're told something, it becomes part of our belief system. OK, so, um, you know, we're told when we're little, you know, get up to bed now. The witches will be out at midnight and they'll they'll catch you or even, you know, um, I hope there's nobody young listening when we talk about, you know, having to be in bed before Santa Claus arrives and all that kind of stuff. So we're told it from when we're young and it's a way of getting kids to behave as well. OK, so really, there isn't anything. Now, when I've done paranormal investigations in the past, I have connected with spirits, but they're not evil. But they still, um, spirits tend to come back and visit the places that they um, visited when they were alive because they're the places that they know, okay? So someone's saying here that they were told to go to sleep before the Banshees came out, okay? So if anybody from the, the States or outside of Ireland is listening, you might not know what a Banshee is, okay? And it would be another thing, I suppose, slightly um, connected with Halloween, but more so connected with death. So the legend has it, that um, the banshee will come and sing or howl outside the window um, when there's going to be a death in the family, okay? And they, um, they're supposed to follow people that have either O or Mac in their names, okay? Now, everybody in Ireland has O in their names. We don't use it, but O, um, o means son of. So everybody is... Um, either O or Nee in Ireland. So O is son of and Nee is daughter of. So everybody has O in their name. We weren't allowed to use it when we were under English rule. We weren't allowed to use our names, which is why a lot of the O's were dropped in those years. But anybody who has O or Mac in their name um, gets visited by the Banshee. And my great-grandfather, and I think I told this story in, in episode one, that he used to prepare bodies for burial in days before um, everybody had... Um, Everybody had undertakers in their villages. He used to be the one that used to prepare the bodies. And there was a famous story that um, he arrived at the um, house of the deceased person before the um, before the priest came to get him because he'd actually seen the banshee. He was up that night and he'd seen the banshee leaving the man's house. So he knew that the man had died. OK, my family are O'Briens. So, um, yeah, so the banshee is another thing. And Nicola is saying banshee. So ban would be a woman, okay? And she is her. So um, ban is also an Irish um, term that's used. So when you get married and you're no longer a miss, you become a ban. Um, so, like, I'm ban Evren, um now that I'm married. Okay, I was um, Sandy Nereen. Um, so Nereen was my dad's name, Ryan. And then I changed to Banivrin when I got married. So Ban would be, or Ban on tea. Does anybody remember the Gaeltacht when we used to have the Ban on teas? Anyway, sorry, I'm getting into a bit of nostalgia there. But um, I hope that explains a little bit about the evil spirits, that they're not necessarily evil. They do tend to visit places. Now, I did a paranormal investigation a few years ago in a castle not far from where I live. And this castle is actually open. Again, it's actually... Uh, my hubby's boss's last name is O'Brien. Uh, yeah, and um, it's spelled though um, B-R-I-E-N, um, mostly here. O 
O apostrophe uh, B-R-I-E-N or Uskmoni. Is anybody as old as me that they don't call it apostrophe, that they call it an Uskmoni? Uh, still from my days with the nuns. Um, so, yeah, but it would be the same name. I misspell lol. No, but some people would, and a lot of names, especially when people went abroad, the names, the spelling of the names was changed, you know, but it would mean O'Brien would mean son of Brian. Um, so I, I, I've completely lost my train of thought there now. But anyway, um, we've talked a lot about the evil spirits and whether or not, um, you know, the spirits are close to us, uh, closer to us or not, which of course they're not. They're as close to us any day of the year. Oh, yes, I was talking about a paranormal investigation I did in the castle, Clomana Castle, that's the name of it. It's here on the border. I live just like a couple of miles from the border with Kilkenny, and um, it's just over the border there. And it's, um, it's a castle that's still used. It's not all open, but you can actually hire it out for a weekend. And a lot of people come from the States and they'll hire it out if the family come on holidays because there's like about eight or ten bedrooms in it or something. And, you know, the whole family will come to Ireland for a visit and they will um, hire it out because we're actually very central in Ireland for visiting a lot of places and they'll hire it out for the weekend or a week or whatever and so I did a paranormal investigation there a few years ago and um, there is the spirit of a little boy that visits there and he came through very strongly the night we were there now there was other spirits I talked about it in previous shows but I always remember this little boy he'd actually died in a fire um, the castle burnt to the ground originally and as with all castles they were originally built with timber and a lot of them burnt to the ground and they were rebuilt with stone okay so um, when it originally burnt down um, the little boy burned to death in his bedroom he couldn't leave his bedroom to find his parents and he came through so strongly but that boy isn't spending eternity in that bedroom crying for his parents okay but you know, when you're there and you're doing a paranormal investigation, they talk about themselves, they show you what they went through. And there's almost like, it's almost like a recording or a memory of what happened in the place. Okay. So there are spirits there that visit. I know Nicola, it's kind of heartbreaking to think of a little boy. And um, I saw him actually where he was all huddled up on the inside, on the wall side of um, his bed, the little pet. Um, but anyway, like that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago but he still comes through. So um, it's a really interesting place and it's the most beautiful castle. I could talk about it all night. And I know that I promised that I would do some readings and I don't want the time to run out without having some of those done. So we've talked a lot, or I've talked a lot, I should say, about Halloween and the Irish traditions. I hope you found that interesting. And I hope that um, it answers some of the questions of where um, you loved it. Thank you so much. Um, it answers some of the questions as to where some of our traditions that we use today um, actually comes from. OK, did I investigate Loftus Hall? I went down to Loftus Hall um, a couple of weeks ago for um, one of the final um, investigations there. But as you know, people that have been on here the last few weeks know I've been so sick the last few weeks. The night I went down to Loftus Hall, I was actually really sick. I had a high temperature. I'd lost the hearing in one of my ears. I've had this recurrent ear infection. I still have no hearing in my left ear um, and I just can't seem to get rid of it. So I was um, very sick the night I went down there. So I didn't have as much the first time I went down to Loftus Hall. Um, I think it was two years ago we had amazing connections um but i just 
was so sick. I didn't feel it. You know, I had to take painkillers and everything. But I wanted to go because I knew that I wouldn't have the opportunity to go again. Because Loftus Hall, as I say, is now, um, it's sold. And yeah, there is a lot going on in Loftus, Mary, but I was just sick. And Mary will know, um, Mary is on the podcast here with us. And Mary is a paranormal investigator. So she's been to a lot of the places around Ireland and had a lot of um, interaction with a lot of spirits. But she will be able to tell you as well, when you're feeling sick, it's very difficult to read because um, you're enjoying it. I'm so glad. And thank you so much for tuning in. Is Eric your name? um found it fascinating thank you so much michelle um my son nearly passed out down in loftus frightened the bejesus out of him um liz that's funny um i don't think anything ever frightened me so much that i wanted to run out of the place i actually just love making the connection with different spirits and finding out the history of um what happened no megan loftus hall has been sold um, it's going to be turned into a very fancy hotel and they're changing the name. It's not going to be called Loftus House anymore. Now, I suppose maybe I wasn't supposed to tell people what's happening with it, but hopefully by the time this goes out, um, people will know anyway. But I, there's been some kind of hold up. The keys were supposed to be handed over a week ago, la- this day last week. And I believe it hasn't happened yet. So I hope it all goes through for, for them because um, I think if left much longer, the hall will start to fall down and it's the, it's the most beautiful building. But the people that are taking it over are going to gut the place and um, they're going to completely redo it up. I believe there's going to be a golf course and a helipad and all that kind of stuff. Um, and of course, the kind of people that could afford to stay there, I guess, um, wouldn't want to be driving down all those roads. They'll probably all bring their helicopters um, in. Unfortunately, I won't be able to afford to stay there, but um, maybe someday if I win the lottery. OK, so I think you've heard enough about me ranting on about Halloween. I love Halloween. I love everything about it. I'm sad that my kids are too old for um trick-or-treating anymore I used to love trick-or-treating now we live out the countryside nobody goes trick-or-treating where I live but I always used to take the the lads my two boys and I used to take them in to where um I grew up um on my old estate where I grew up and they always got loads of goodies um there and I used to make their costumes every year um, and I used to love it. Uh, actually, some memories came up on my Facebook today. I, I crocheted an outfit one year, a little devil's outfit for my son, and he was just so gorgeously cute in it. Um, so, yeah, I miss all of that side of it. But I do love the whole tradition. And when we lived in town years ago, I used to love the kids coming to the door and playing little tricks on them and having little things to scare them as well. So uh, maybe we should start throwing cabbage leaves at the kids as they're coming into the door and go back to the real traditions. So, um, you know, give yourself um, give yourself a challenge this weekend. Get a turnip. The best part of Halloween was spending the day making costumes. I totally agree. And that the kids could. um, Oh, thank you, Trudy, Um, that the kids used to be able when they were smaller to wear their costume in um, because um, this week, of course, is mid term. There's no school or college this week 
in Ireland. And on the last day before the holiday, everybody used to, um, in the primary schools, used to wear their costume into school. And it was so exciting going off to school that day. Um, so I miss all of that with the traditions as the kids get a little older. But challenge yourselves this weekend now, guys, to see if you can carve out a turnip and see how um, how terrifying the turnip looks compared to a pumpkin. But, you know, take my word for it, pop it into the microwave for a couple of minutes. It'll soften it up a little bit. It's, it's kind of like trying to cut up um, a butternut squash, if anyone has ever tried that. I used to kill my arms until I learned that putting it in the microwave for a couple of minutes made it much easier to cut. So pop your turnip in the microwave for a couple of minutes and carve it out. And um, someone's saying that the mother, you know, their mother gave them black bin bags and they decorated uh, with the black bin bags and you know all the games that we used to play you know the apple hanging off a piece of string or bobbing for apples in water and my husband was talking about this the other day and he was saying like you know god love us in pre-covid days you used to have every child from the neighborhood coming in bobbing for apples and coins in the water and everybody's germs and snots and spit and everything were all in this bucket of water and nobody thought about germs or covid or anything like that very carefree times, you know, and um, the grape on top of the flower. So you'd put your face into water to uh, bob for apples. And then while you were still wet, um, you would try and get um, the cut the flower to without um, knocking over the grape. Does anybody remember that one? And if you knocked over the grape, you used to get your face pushed into the flower. But of course, because you were all wet, the flower would stick to your face. And again, the flower was full of germs and snot and spit and all kinds of things and nobody worried about washing hands or wearing face masks back in those days kelly's saying they played that last year you know my mother was brilliant she was a single mother uh she raised the two of us on her own but every single year she used to have a party for halloween in our house and it was open doors anybody could come in and we used to have great crack all together it was amazing i miss those days it's mad isn't it yeah do i think we'll ever get back to normal not if Tony Houlihan, as you say, um, Tony Houlihan, um, for those of you who aren't in Ireland, is our chief medical officer here. And I swear to God, he'd love to have us all living in cages. He doesn't want us to live life at all. Um, but I believe that um, that Fauci fella in the States is, is, is a bit the same. We're all here to tell the tale. Carrie, the only way to build immunity against something is to expose yourself to it. Back in the day, we used to have chicken pox parties and measles parties. I don't know, does anybody remember that? But if someone in the estate had chicken pox, you'd be marched down there and left in there until you caught the chicken pox because your mother wanted to get it over with. <laughs> so um, we all used to share around all our germs and all our diseases back in the day. Okay, guys, so we only have a few minutes left. So let's try and get a couple of readings before I have to get off of Podbean when my hour is up. But I will stay on tiktok for a little while afterwards okay as usual so my my usual um wednesday night slot okay so i i you know i i have to say it i say it every week i know that everybody wants a reading and i just try my best there's no um there's no i can't promise everybody a reading there's a lot of people listening in and i'd be here all night thank you colin colin saying fantastic information and folklore i love all the old traditions Okay, um, so I'm going to keep an eye on, um, thank you for explaining that, Maggie, I, I really do appreciate it. 
um i will try and keep an eye as well if i can on the because there's quite a lot of people on tiktok as well and um you know i don't know am i going to pick up someone that's waiting on tiktok or am i going to pick up the information from someone on podbean but what i do want to talk about and you know i think it's just it's just the times that we live in um and i want to talk about a suicide okay hey will thanks for telling me your name I have such random thoughts pop into my brain. <laughs> hey, you want to try living my life? Um, okay, so I do have a young man here and I know he died by suicide and I know that, um, and, you know, I don't mean to upset anybody um, by saying any of this. So if you've lost somebody to suicide, um, please don't get upset if I talk about how someone passed because it's part of the evidence that I give, Okay. So please don't be upset, guys, because I know that this young man died by hanging. OK, so um, but I actually don't feel like he's gone a long time. Um, I actually feel I actually want to say that I think his birthday is around this time. OK, and I feel that he's only some months in the spirit world, so not quite a year yet. OK, um, OK. So um, are you requesting to come on? I have to call you crazy lady because I don't know your name. Uh, no, don't be, don't apologize. Um, are you requesting to come on because you think you might know um, somebody who died by suicide? Um, seeing if you can say something to me, Patricia. Hi, I know I'm going to come on to TikTok. Don't worry. Um, shortly. Oh, fat fingers. <laughs> you're all right okay um so i want to say with this younger male he actually has quite light colored hair okay he's not dark haired at all and he's got some hair that kind of comes down over i'm trying to figure it is his left eye i believe okay so it kind of falls down a little bit over his left eye and he keeps pushing it back so at the time of his passing his hair may have been that little bit too long as we call it now COVID hair okay when you can't get to the barbers um it may have been just that little bit longer than he liked it at the point of his passing okay um because he just keeps flicking it back now he's got the most beautiful smile and he is the most handsome guy okay if I were only a few years younger, <laughs> he's quite young. I want to say, I want to say he's mid twenties, maybe about 26. Okay. So he's not at all an old man. Okay. On TikTok, I mean, probably it's reading. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that, that you're telling people, um, but I'm trying to keep an eye on the, um, I'm trying to keep an eye on the comments just in case. Um, somebody recognizes this young man and I know that there has to be somebody here who knows him now it would be easy for me to say this man suffered from some kind of mental illness okay because that's you know what brings suicide around it's something going on in our our head but I'm he's also telling me that he used to always be complaining about headaches and he's kind of giving me a pain to the point where I feel like my head is going to explode okay is he gone long from this world just some months Siobhan not quite a year yet and I'm also being told that there's a birthday coming up around this time okay so there may be one coming up in the first week or two of November because he's telling me that there's a birthday coming up it may not be his birthday it may be somebody that's on you know here tonight or someone in the family but he's he, he wants somebody whose birthday is coming up to know that he's okay because there's still a lot of pressure about the um obviously how he died okay 
Um, so yeah, he's talking about his headaches and he's talking about, now he tells me that they're stress headaches, that he used to get them a lot. Um, hey lady me, thank you. Um, sorry, I was trying to figure out what he was trying to show me here. What he is showing me is a very young girl, you know, just kind of coming into toddler stage. But I really unsure is it his i don't really think it's his i feel like detached like i'm watching this baby girl but i also feel detached from her okay so this kind of makes me think that she's probably not his but that someone in the family may have had a baby you know just after he left or that the baby may have you know been born maybe just before he left so around that time does any of this make sense to anybody because he's coming through so strong okay does this make sense to anybody I'm going to move on from him, from him if nobody's going to take him. I was just trying to figure out the name. You know I'm bad with names. I'm bad with my kids' names. Um, but I really want to say the name Simon. Okay? And I don't know many Simons. It's not um, a very common name here in Ireland. Um, but I feel like the name Simon in some way is relevant. But I do feel that the, it, there may be a Simon that's still here that he's connected with. Okay. So does somebody know somebody that has a name like Simon? Okay. He died a good few years ago. I had a baby. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying. Your grand um, dad. No, this is a younger man. Okay. Your brother is 12 years past. And does everything else make sense with him? Because I was thinking that he wasn't quite 12 months past, but I could have misread the 12 years for 12 months. And your son is named Samson. But can anybody take everything? I don't mind being wrong with the 12 months, 12 years thing, because that's easy um, to say when he says um, not quite 12. I'm assuming that it's not quite 12 months but it could be coming up to someone's 12th um, anniversary. But there must be um, some anniversary or birthday and your daughter was too. And you feel that this could be your brother. Is it Cor Corbell? Okay. And is it, uh, you're saying your daughter was two and, do, and he died by hanging. Okay. And does the name S uh, Simon make sense to you? Somebody said something about Samson. Oh, that's uh, Freya, but that was her granddad. Is there a Simon or, or some name um, like this still here? Okay, guys, so just so you're aware on Podbean, it actually seems to be connecting. Uh, not the name Simon, though. Okay, I think I have to say that I want the name, I want the name to connect with it. Simon, Samson, something similar. I definitely want some kind of a connection there, Cora. So um, I do appreciate you coming forward and I wouldn't mind being right, being wrong on one thing, but not on two things, okay? Um, but that's okay, I'm gonna move on because if it's not making sense to people, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I just know because it always happens, I get a message during the week and someone says, I wasn't sure, but I checked with somebody and it was, it was actually right and it was for me. Okay, so let's try and fit one in before I have to cut off of Podbean. So I apologize for that. 
So let's see. Okay, give me your names quickly. Um, just type your name in and get the messages moving and that will get the energy going. Okay. Okay, so I have a male here, okay. He is too young to be in spirit, but he would be, I would feel maybe late 50s. And I know that he left very suddenly because immediately when I connected, it was like thump. It was almost like I got this um, thump in my chest, okay. So this could maybe mean a heart attack or maybe some kind of trauma, something with the chest. But he is, I feel fine. And then all of a sudden I get this trauma. Okay, so this person left very suddenly. And I do want to say late 50s, maybe around the age of 57, 58, that kind of age. Okay, and I think he may be a father figure um, to somebody here. Um, so somebody's saying, yeah, is that you? Does that make sense to you, Liz? Someone in his late 50s, a father figure. Okay, but I, I would say that he's gone quite some time. Okay, this wasn't within the last couple of years. I want to say that this person is um, quite some time in spirit. Okay, so they've been in spirit um, a, a good length of time. Um, okay, I'm sorry, I know I'm laughing. Uh, Liz, um, had, have you had a problem with the door recently? Is there like, um, does... Does the insulation or like a gap on the door, if if you know what I mean, and that needs to be like have some insulation or something. What do you call it when you put the, the rubber around the door to insulate it? Is that what you call it, insulating the door? Is there something like that going on for you? The seal, thank you. Where's my vocabulary gone tonight? The seal of the door, thank you. Um, have you been having trouble with the door recently, Liz? Does that make sense to you? Are you still with us? My front door and my fridge door. Okay. Do you want to request to come on for a minute, Liz, so I can get your voice and we'll see if we can get you a reading before I um, get kicked off here. Okay. So um, to the right of the screen, there should be um, a button to call in and then we can hear you. Okay, so um, for those on TikTok, um, it was a father figure. He's in his late 50s, left very suddenly. And um, he, uh, Liz was saying, yeah. But then he said to me that, um, that she, there's something Hi. with a seal on the door. Hey, Liz, how are things? Hey. Oh, not so bad. <laughs> well, you're out in Alicante, is it? That's true, yeah, just outside, yeah. Warm. It's warm in the day, but quite cold at night. Is it? Well, I yeah. tell you, it, it started raining here, and I'm 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 starting my arc tomorrow because it has not <laughs> let up all day. It oh has been God. raining. I haven't been able to stick my nose outside the door. Oh uh, thankfully, the lads are on holiday, so I was able to send the eldest fell into town to get some shopping for me. <laughs> Good That's for the you. benefits of having a son that drives a car. <laughs> okay, oh so. Let's see with Daddy. And Dad's in spirit a few years, isn't he, Liz? He's not gone just within the last couple of years or anything. Well, well, I was more thinking of Morris. Oh, is this I your husband? Because he was like the father figure to my one of my grandsons. Ah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's see. And does the age make sense to you, Pet? Uh, he passed away twenty thirteen. 
Yeah, but the age, yeah. I mean, apparently in his oh, the, 50s. Yeah, he was 58. 58, yeah. Okay, so that was, yeah. I think I said 57, 58. Okay, so Colin is saying uh, his godfather passed at age 30, would be in his 50s now. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I take that, Colin, but I this guy was giving me this as his age, which is why I just felt that it was his age that he was when he passed. But yeah. I get what you're saying, that he would be in his late 50s now. So bear yeah. with us, Colin, and I'll just check with. Um, but also, he did mention about the seal. I couldn't think of the, the word insulation yeah. on the door. Um, and that made a lot of sense to, to Liz, um, who's having trouble with not only the front door, but the door oh of the fridge. Oh, <laughs> oh, God bless. At least you have a cat. Oh, no. Okay, why do I keep seeing a cat um, outside your house does the neighbors have a cat um it's like he's there's, laughing and he keeps showing me a cat outside your door there's, there's thousands of bloody cats here okay and he's laughing <laughs> i assume because they annoy you <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, <listen. laughs> that wouldn't okay. surprise me and uh-huh. where you live liz um i've never uh-huh. been to county now but where you live um is it like that um you know when you have to walk up I don't want to say a hill because it's not that big, but it's like you have to kind of walk up like the road is slanted. Does that make sense? Spot on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he says it's good for you. Okay. So this guy is it's a bit of a joker. Okay. Definitely. He's got a great sense of humor. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Liz, have you been having problems with blood pressure recently? Yeah. Yeah, hi. And he said, he, he he laughs again, okay, and he says, um, I I wouldn't mind if it was from worrying about herself, but it's because she worries about everybody else, okay. And he True says, story. he says she never changes. And he said, no. you know, my Liz never changes. That's kind of the way he no. said it. No. Um, he said, but he wishes that you'd worry about yourself a little bit more. Uh, well, you know yourself, you don't, do you? No, not as a mother. No, um, Liz, do you, have a, do you have a grandson that's been causing some level of concern within the family recently? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> okay, look, this is his opinion that there's a little bit of spoiling going on here. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. so um, it's, I'm sure there's something more serious that you're worried about, but he does say that there's some level of spoiling going on with this uh, grandson. And yeah. um, a little clip around the ear hole wouldn't go astray. <laughs> okay, that's the way he says it. Yeah, I can believe that. Oh, bless him. Now, yeah. he keeps like showing me the jumper that he's wearing. And uh-huh. I would call it a powder blue. And it's a V-neck uh-huh. long sleeve jumper. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So does this make sense to you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so normally when they show something like this, it maybe means that they were buried in it or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that there's a particular photo that everybody looks at that, you know, some, maybe it was at an event or a night out. And, you know, the way everybody in the family always yeah. seems to have a copy of yeah. one particular photo. But he shows me yeah. this powder blue, blue jumper, so I know that there's some yeah. relevance to what he's trying to show me there. Yeah, we have a photo with it, yeah. Ah, okay, bless him. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, his colour, when I kind of get a glimpse of him, his colour seems to me to be quite high. Did he have problems with his heart or his blood pressure before he left? Uh, yeah. Even yeah. though he's telling me that he wasn't ill. So I, I think he, right. he, he was the typical man, wouldn't go to a doctor because his arm wasn't yeah. hanging off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was fine. And then just all of a sudden. But he I was prone to a bit of high color, which is, is a real, um, it's a real signal too. 
you know, yeah. of, of those yeah. kind of issues. Now, I say that as if I know what I'm talking about. Obviously, yeah. I'm not a doctor or a nurse. I did a first <laughs> aid course once about 20 years ago. That's that's the sum total of my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, love him. But, you know, he's a really, really nice guy. Yeah, everybody said that, you know. Uh, pure, they all okay. say, oh, he was a pure gentleman, this, that, and the next thing. And he's know. so funny. I could talk to him all day. Uh, but he does say something quite <laughs> random to me here. Um, about the butter not being the same as what you get at home. Oh, my God. Is that something that he used to say when he was here? Yeah. The butter's not the same. Yeah. I don't eat butter. I can't stand the taste of oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and there's definitely. a joke about, there's a joke about heaven or that you would have had to roll him down the hill. There's some joke about um, you'd have to roll me home or roll me down the hill or something. Well, yeah, we used to live in uh, Marlefield. Do you know just outside Clonmel? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'd go into town and we might have a few drinks, you know. And yeah. there's a hill, you know, when you come from Clonmel, it's a big hill. And oh, yes, yeah, on the Paradise Road. Roll yeah. me down there. Well, <laughs> I didn't know you lived in Clamell at all. God, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Because you live yeah. in Alicante and you've got um, a UK accent. Is that accent from yeah, UK? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, no, it's Scottish. Oh, Scottish. I mean, well, UK. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're still part of the UK. They didn't vote it out yet. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Missed opportunity there. Um, sorry, I jest, but I know where you're talking about. So down that hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, love him. He's yeah. so funny. Yeah. And well, have you been thinking of painting something blue? He's, he's shown me a can of blue paint. Are you going bathroom. to decorate your bathroom? Okay. <laughs> so this is just, he's not giving out about the color or anything, but the fact that, you know, he knows that there's cats outside annoying you, that he knows that you've got blue yeah. paint, you're going to paint something. You know, these are just things that he's telling us so that you know he's around. Yeah. Oh you know, that he, that he knows that he's thinking. The other what? day I was thinking, oh, I wish Morris would just come and just to say that he was here, you know. Yeah. And, you know, even by saying those things, obviously the things about the butter and the jumper and stuff, oh, it's just evidence yeah. to let you know that it's him. And yeah, then when, he's talking yeah, yeah. About, when they're talking about things that we're doing, you know, uh -huh. that's going on in our life now, that's them letting us know that they were around to see what's yeah. going on at this moment. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Carrie's saying that she's yeah. so happy for you to get this reading. Um, they're all saying that it's so nice. And oh. I really appreciate you, Liz, because, you know, you're so good. You've joined in every podcast, I think, that I've oh. done since I started. And, um, you know, I really do appreciate it. So I'm delighted as well that oh, he's come through for you, especially so when you asked him. No problem thank at all. Thank you so much. And I thank really you. enjoy your podcasts. They're absolutely oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining in. I really do appreciate the support, guys. So uh, I promise I will leave a little bit longer to do some more readings next week. But I'm going to have to go because I'm going to be kicked off podcast because you have like a one hour, 15 minute limit or something like that. So um, thank you, Liz. You can, if you want to disconnect there, you, you're more than welcome. Okay, and thanks for coming on live. Thank you. The, the vibrations from your voice also helped him to come through stronger. Um, so I will have to log off of Podbean now. But if you okay. want to stay with me for another little while, you're welcome to come over onto my TikTok. It's at Sandy Byrne on TikTok. Nothing fancy. And I'm on a live there at the moment. OK, so I will be live at the same time next week. And I promise I will leave a little more time for readings 
um, because I got into talking about the Halloween and the evil spirits tonight, which is good to talk about as well. And it's good so that we know we can be aware of signs from spirit on any day of the year, that it doesn't have to be Halloweens or birthdays or anniversaries. It's just... Um, it's just being aware of the signs that spirit give us. Okay. So if you're on TikTok, come across, I'll be there for another little while, or I will be back here at the same time next Wednesday. Thanks so much guys. And I'd appreciate if you'd follow me on Podbean, if you're a member and it helps more people to be aware of my show. So we'll talk to you next week, guys. Take care. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit.